All right, my friends. Okay. Is everyone ready for today? Is everyone right now ready for this moment of absolute joy and freedom and intellectual discourse? Is everyone so far? Are we? Yes, we are. We are ready for today's discussion. Today, my friends, I want to discuss, first of all, welcome you, say a hearty hello and a high silver to all my dear, dear, dear friends, friends of the show, friends of this endeavor. Nikki's there, Fee, Faye, Dick Bork, Demetrius Splitkin, Carol Valley, Kimberly, Kimberly C., Reggie Sylvester, Bernays Sauce, Edward Bernays, Maddie Moran, Matt the Cat, Nick Fire, everybody's here. The whole the whole team is here. You're ready, I'm ready, we're ready, everybody's ready. And let's start off with our brew, of course. This is this is a drug. This is a narcotic. Maybe not narcotic, but I could not live without it. Could not. The morning coffee, gotta have it. Got to have it. These people who drink tea. By the way, there's a wonderful Spotify. I like um, sometimes Mrs. L and I are driving. In the Yugo, it's a it's a stretch. And uh, don't we like our our favorite one on Spotify? It's Twiggy. Hello, huh? Well, I like it. It's nice. It's just it's just plain. It's just or what's the matter, honey? You're I'm hearing. Huh? I wanted to put a non-sender. You sent to everybody again. I need to write it. Oh. I wanted to put a non-sender. Oh, 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 okay. All right. I thought I did. All right. Okay. All right. Pardon the little discussion there. Sorry to that. That's okay. Well, sometimes it might be good to remind people of what's going on. Uh, there's, a, there's a show. It's Twiggy. And for those of you who may not remember this, during the 60s, Twi- Twiggy, well, Twiggy was just... Twiggy was just, I mean, she was something. Twiggy was something. And Twiggy, as you may or may not know, during her time, during her, her episode, there was a, she, she was just, she was a big, don't you think she was, she was the biggest, in the days of Gene Shrimpton and the Brit, you know, the mods and she was huge. Absolutely huge. She was one of these before before the supermodels. Anyway, anyway, she's a dame now, and she has a show with. She just talks to people. Roger Daltrey. One moment. The other day, she, I I don't know the other day I heard it with uh, Tracy Ullman, who was an absolute genius, truly a genius. Not 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 just a talented person but a bona fide genius. And she says, hello! She, I'm, I'm doing it, Mrs. Downfire here. But she she asks, by the way, if you want to get really smashed, if you want to have a drinking game, every time she says lovely or brilliant, maybe an amazing, she's that's the show. It's lovely. It's brilliant. Are you a tea person? What type of tea do you have? Do you have a milk in your tea? Milk? I've never had... The last time I had hot tea, I think I think I was just 
I figure, ah, oh, what the hell? You know, one of those things. I open the thing up, ah, oh, what the hell? That's it. Can't do it. And milk? No, 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 no. Sorry, can't do it. But the reason why I like it is it's just conversational. And it's not filthy. And it's not a bunch of people saying the usual filthy stuff. you got to understand something. I am not a prude. You probably think I'm some kind of a prude. You probably think, you know what, this guy is just... No. You know, no, 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 no. Believe me, I'm not. I believe that you should be able to say things sometimes as an adult. It's best to, to say things in a way in a way that best conveys it best conveys it if you're doing a mob show and you're doing and I hate this I hate this but when you have a mob show and you have Tony Soprano and all these guys and you have all of a sudden this this sheer lunacy that allows you, and this this gets me, but allows you to remove words that are there. For example, flip, where Polly Walnut says, hey, no flipping way, no flipping way. What are you talking about? No flipping way? Dear God. Why are they doing that? I don't understand why they do that. I understand what it is. These are in the, these guys are in the mob, the mafia. What do you? Of course they talk like that. Do it. Sometimes you don't have to do it. Still watch The Godfather. Still marvel at that. Very. We really have to think about this. We really have to think about the best way to explicate our. I guess, I guess the best way to explicate our, to explain, to limb, to describe that which we believe. I, I have no problem and have never had any problem whatsoever in, in, in people saying things to best convey the idea of something. I, gotta, I have no problem with it. I just wanted to share it with you because we are we are subject to a proliferation, a proliferation of people who just think that somehow the dirtier you are, the better. Well, yesterday was a bad day for celebrity death. Ray Liotta, uh, one of the members of Depeche Mode, Alan, uh, who was Alan, whatever, from Yes, the drummer, Ray Liotta, 67 years old, died in his sleep. Very good actor. Excellent actor. And immediately, immediately, a friend of mine says, oh, you think something's fishy? I said, well, I don't know anything about the facts of the case. I don't know anything. I don't know anything at all. Nothing. Why would I think? Well, you always think. No, I don't always think. I don't always think anything. I'm sure there are people who will look into it, I guess. 
But I hope people don't mind if I do raise questions that you should always raise questions. Do you ever watch Columbo? Maybe it's the prosecutor me. Maybe it's the maybe it's the uh, the the investigators. You know, we used to have a guy. There was a fellow who who did every. They didn't do this all the time because sometimes if you've got a hundred person, hundred year old person that who dies in a nursing home, they're not going to send in an investigator. But which makes, by the way, those angels of death so difficult to find. But this one guy would take shirts and he would go like this. Would, I said, "Why? Why did you?" He said, "Because sometimes a bullet, if there's a bullet, it will the the trajectory will end, hit the shirt, and drop." He has picked things up and found bullets that fell out. A bullet. Little things like that, and they always suspect something. They're saying we're gonna, we're not gonna de- declare something's wrong, but there are sometimes when this person is too young. There's been no evidence of this. There's foul play. There's evidence. Who knows? We're not gonna see that because we, of course, are. And whenever you have somebody die, he died in the, well, the Dominican Republic, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Makes it even more difficult. But the one that got me, the the the, the one that I will never forget, as long as I, as long as I live. Nino Scalia, Antonin Scalia, died with a pillow on his head. The most, I forget what year that was, the most, the most controversial, the most famous, famous uh, uh, conservative Justice, the most conservative, and this is a guy. He died. What year was it? I forget this. He died. Oh, twenty sixteen. That's all it was. And I remember saying he was at some. Remember he was at some weird kind of Illuminati. Uh, Illuminati, uh, <laughs> like a hunting club. They wore green robes and remember this stuff. And they said, well, he probably died. Maybe he was overweight. But he was, well, okay, but is, isn't there anybody? Nah, don't worry about it. I'm not saying anything was wrong. He was, how old was he? He was uh, 79. You know, he was overweight. But but this was the story. Did you ever see the story about the pillow? No. I tell people this. I was, I, I went on every show I could to say there was a pillow on his head. Don't take it from me. I'm not making this up. Got the story right here. Got the story right here. Would you like me to tell you? I'll tell you where it is right now. Hang on a minute. Okay, tweets. Do, do, do. Yep, here we go. I'll tell you where it is. Just a second. I love that guy. Love Nina. Oh, today, by the way, the the, the death date of Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron, 62 years old. Gil Scott Heron, remember he said one L, two T's, no I. Because Heron, heroin. Okay. Uh, here we go. Where is this? Oh, for the love of God. I got to show you this. Bear with me. Bear with me. Um... No, because I want to show you this. Just wait a second. Wait a second. I 
put this picture up today that I thought was, okay, I'll find it again. Scalia pillow. Just do this. Pillow. Okay. Uh, here we go. New York Post. Just one. I find Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia's head was under a pillow when he was found dead at a Texas ranch, according to the ranch owner who found the body. We discovered the judge in bed, a pillow over his head. This was New York Post, February the 15th. His bedclothes were unwrinkled, said Texas millionaire John Poindexter. It looked like he had not quite awakened from a nap. His hands were sort of almost folded on top of the sheets. The sheets were rumpled up at, weren't rumpled up at all. Now, now, it said, some reports claim Scalia's death was caused by a heart attack. Uh, he died of natural causes. Okay, 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 great, okay. Not there. You're not there. I think they, did they cremate him right away? I don't know about that. I thought that was a Catholic thing. I don't know. I don't know. But the first thing I do is follow up on that. Follow up on that. I don't know what it is. Follow up on that. Nobody said anything. I'm the only one to follow up on that. Who is it? Uh, Liz Solak. Uh, John Kennedy Jr. Not interested. Move along here. I'm. Don't you want to? No. No. Bobby Kennedy Jr. Have you ever heard? Listen. Listen. Listen to the reports from. Um, Oh, God, from, uh, you know it is the other, the other medical examiner, not Baden, but um, you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Point number one. Suspicion. Suspicion doesn't mean anything. Suspicion is, ah, look here. We don't have suspicion. We don't have it. We just don't have it. That part of the brain that says suspicion, you don't have it. You're right, Sean Martin. No autopsy. Remember they did an autopsy of him on the phone? Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. He's dead. Okay, no need for that. Nine kids, nobody, nobody, nobody's nothing. Now, of course, as you can imagine, people go nuts with every conceivable story. No. I can't even get out of the suspicion box. Where is the suspicion? Where does it go? I don't understand. I don't understand. I, I don't understand. Now, here's one for you, which is very interesting. As the... Oh, so Ray Liotta? I don't know. 67. God, oh, I don't know anything about him. It's very, very sad. And of course, people, as you know, will say, as they normally do, in some cases, sometimes there's auto-mourn. We really saw with Bob Saget. Bob Saget, I could not, I, I, tragic young man, that case, no interest whatsoever. Even people just describing the, the, the trauma, the head, nothing. Family says, that's enough. Okay. There's no suspicion. Let me ask you something. 
Let's say somebody were to say, excuse me, uh, I don't think the public has a right to know. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. Does the public, does or do the public, does the public have a, have the right to say we, this was a notable, this is a person who died on our watch, so to speak. This is the person that we are concerned about. And we want to find out if anything happened. And with all due respect to the family, this is a public record. This was a criminal, perhaps, investigation. And we, as the public, have the right. It's a very, very interesting thing. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. That's a real tough one. The the, the families with children, what if there was something embarrassing? I don't know. But do they have the right to say, that's enough? Or is it public. It's a fascinating, fascinating, fascinating subject. Also keep in mind that when you die, your spouse possesses your remains like your personal property. Your remains. It's not you anymore. It's your remains. You're not there. It's not you. You cease to exist. What is left of you is your remains. Remains of the day, okay? Just something to think about. Something fascinating. Next point. As you know, the tragedy that's going on in Texas, the tragedy, there's no way around it. A friend of mine texted me, yes, not texted me, uh, email, uh, uh, messaged me, DM'd me. How do we stop this? He wrote this. And I responded right away, you would not understand how we stop this. How do we how do we stop this? You mean the shooting or the death? Yes. How do we stop this? I said you wouldn't understand. Because I know he wouldn't understand because he's looking at this thing in a very, very folk, a very, very uh, particular way. But let me give you something which is very interesting to know. As an as an example, some something to something to think about. Something to think about. Something for you to say Hmm. Cyril wept, by the way, is a fellow I was trying to think of. Okay, think about this. Uh, here's the one. This is from, I took this this morning, from the New York State, where is this? The New York State troopers.ny.gov, state of New York. Drunk driving. Drunk driving, how do we stop that? How do we stop that? How do we stop that? That's my question. By an analogy, according to the troopers.newyork.gov, drunk drivers cause more than 17,000 deaths annually. This equates to 310 funerals each week, or one death, death every 30 minutes. In New York State, slightly more than 30% of the fatal crashes are alcohol-related. There is also an injury every two minutes associated with drunk driving. Now, what do we do to stop this? I'm a former prosecutor. I handle more DUIs than I care to know. And people would always say, what do we do? 
But we'd always see this, DWI, DWLS, driving with a license, suspended, or whatever we both. We're going to suspend your license. And I one time said, Judge, how are you going to suspend? He doesn't have a license. Well, I'm going to suspend it again. Suspend what? There is no license. What do we do? Well, we've got to make sure he doesn't drive a car. He doesn't have a license. And I think we didn't have minimum mandatories like jail. You get to have uh, two DUIs within three years and three within five and blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't even mandatory. It was probation. And it was, it was a, I mean, you, anybody who's had a DUI, I'm telling you, don't ever do it. It's horrible. Breath machine, the, the, the blowing the machine on your car, uh, drug and alcohol rehabilitation, a lawyer, probation, cost of supervision. Oh my God, it's just, it just never ending. It's the worst, but it happens. So how do we stop that? Well, I always ask the question, if we don't like drinking and driving, why do we have alcohol, uh, uh, why do we have parking lots at bars? Why? Why do we have that? I don't understand it. What kind of a message are you being given? Now, do we have anything to ban cars? Look, Puff Puff says we're going to ban cars. Impound the car. Carol's a good question. He drives somebody else's car. The global stats for car accidents will blow your mind. Absolutely. And let me also tell you something. I've seen a lot of crime photos. Remember, uh, crime and criminal um, um, crime scene photos. The... Um, the um, uh, photographers are just expert in in absolutely making the worst possible uh, stuff you have ever seen in your life. They just you have no idea. They're so good at this. They are the worst photographers because they make everybody seem. And everything seemed worse than you could ever even imagine. I mean, it's true. There, they, there. And so the, the pictures are like, oh my God, clear. You know what's worse? Black and white. Black and white were worse than color. But the worst ones, the worst ones were traffic accidents. The worst. Motorcycle? Different story. That's, that's another story. So let me go back to you. How do we stop that? Impound cars. Well, what's the problem? The problem is alcohol. Obviously, right? It's the alcohol. It's called drunk driving. Impaired driving. It's the alcohol. It's not the alcoholism. It's not us. It's not society. It's not, you know. No, it's the alcohol. What would happen if we said we're going to ban alcohol? Ban it to stop drunk driving. Because it, but but alcohol, not everybody, not everybody who drinks gets behind the wheel of a car. So the people who were drunk driving did. Yeah, but not, not every no. It's not you. You can't blame all of the responsible alcohol drinkers in your. Why not? Seventeen thousand a year. Hello, seventeen thousand. 
Tell those family members. This has got to stop. Why do we have lawsuits against the alcohol companies? They're putting out substances known to intoxicate. In fact, if they don't intoxicate, they don't work. Let's gut the alcohol industry. Those are the ones who are responsible. It's not, it's not the person who, who committed the accident. It's the company. It's the substance. It's the means and instrumentation utilized to create this crime. That's what we do. What do you say? You would never, ever, ever listen to that for a moment. But why not? I don't understand it. Why don't we do this? What causes something? And then you have people, and this is, this is the part which I... Now, Beto O'Rourke is an American citizen who has the right to speak. He is trying to seek higher office of some sort. He has a, a variety of ways in which he can get his point across. I don't know what to tell you, but it's true. And he, as you know, decided to not crash, well, crash, you might want to say crash, a, a, a hearing. Does that help matters or not? Everybody wants very much to make a statement. Everybody wants to make a statement in one form or another. But there's something that reminds me, something that reminds me almost of, you see, I think of vultures and I think of of, of, of predatory birds picking at the, at the remains of carrion, you know, some, some roadkill, as families are suffering inconceivably, inconceivably, the death of a child under any circumstances is unimaginable. Parents are not supposed to bury children. But this, you would think, in a in a, in a caring society that somebody would say, no, we're not going to do this. We're not, you're not going to. Remember Fred Phelps years ago? Remember this? Remember that, uh, that Baptist church? Oh, it was horrible. They would, they would protest and, oh, it was dead soldiers. And I'm going to talk about something here which nobody wants to talk about, but I'm going to do it. It's called morality. Oh, I know, morality. And there comes a point where you got to say, is there, a, is there a point when we say, someone says, we are so ghoulish. And more importantly, more importantly, this is the point that I will never understand. And maybe perhaps you can help me with this. Maybe you can help me. We use the term mental illness too much. Too much. We use the term, he's mentally ill. Why? That's a word we use when somebody does something we can't understand. He's got to be crazy. 
crazy. You've got to be crazy. I don't think it's necessarily crazy. I think the people who are, I think statistics will show you that the vast majority of people, people who are psychotic, people who suffer from psychosis, schizophrenia, they don't hurt anybody. Most of the manifestations of their, their problem is disjointed, kind of a non-organized way of thinking, etc., etc., etc. But I don't think that's it. Because you don't want to demonize mentally ill. You don't want to demonize the mentally ill. You don't want to demonize them. This is the problem. I would, I would not wish this on anyone. Especially people who are schizophrenic. Especially. Because if ever there was something that just freaked people out, nobody, nobody wants to deal with it. It's, it's schizophrenia. Absolutely. It's something that I do not and cannot even imagine. Because I submit to you, my dear and noble friend, that people are not necessarily crazy. There's a part of the brain, and it's very interesting, because these things do not have... It's not like you hold up an x-ray and you go, oh, it's a broken femur, broken tibia, bro- broken ulnar. Oh, oh, you broke your ribs. Right there, see that? There it is. There's no x-ray for this. There's no... There's like... you got to ask people, you know... And there's a part of the brain which is even more difficult because there really is nothing. And it's under the, it's under the, the, the area of psychopathy. But it's not necessarily, you know, the psychopath, sociopath. But it's not necessarily that. And right here, orbital cortex, the amygdala, judgment centers. Oh, my God. You've got these. Like right now, I can imagine a mixing board with all these pots and potentiometers. And, and you've got judgment, immaturity. Drug abuse, throw this into the kettle. Like a big gumbo pot, just throw that in. Mental, uh, um, um, uh, a certain degree of psychopathology. There are parts of the brain which are really interesting. And it's the executive portion, right in the front, the front part, right behind the eyes almost, where you, you, um, your accelerator and brake are. Going through with something, stopping something, how do you do impulse control, executive function, organization, priority, protocol, fighting with the limbic system, fighting with this amygdala, fighting with this thing, you know, fight or flight, do I fight? Just just hodgepodge. And for the most part, these people may not have ever indicated anything before. They're always after the loner. They're always after the loner, the loner. You know, he was a loner. You don't see sometimes too many life of the parties. It was a, it was a, he snapped. He was a great guy, head of the uh, Toastmasters in his town. It's always a particular group. You sometimes outgrow it. Well, normally you would say, well, yes, yeah, school shootings or school. But no, there's, there's other means in which you can do this. Because you're trying your best. And people will say, oh, pharmaceuticals, that's it. It's got to be because of the drugs. Excuse me. Nobody wants to hear this, but SSRIs in particular have saved people's lives. There are people right now who are listening to us. By the way, please like and subscribe. Please. I I can't. I don't want to be one of these people that does this, but please, for the love of God, like this. Subscribe to it. Anyway, there are people whose lives have been changed by this. I know this. I know them. Friends of mine. It, it 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 made them live again. Their, their depression killed them. 
destroyed them. Okay. So that's not it. And there's another problem too. And there's an inherent kind of a paradox of sorts. When you tell somebody, ah, you see, he was coming off of psychiatric medication. Excuse me, what was that? Well, he was coming off. No, no, what kind of medication was he coming off of? Psychiatric. Ah, psychiatric medication. And why was he prescribed psychiatric problems? Because he, or medication. Because he has a psychiatric problem. Ah, but it's the medication and not the underlying psychiatric medication. Now, if you say, he you know, is a damnedest thing. When people come off of blood pressure medication, some kind of beta blocker, we see a high incidence of murder-suicide. Now, that would be something. It's the weirdest thing. People who were prescribed this medication for uh, acid reflux committed murder-suicide. Wow. But you have somebody who's taking anti-psych, or not anti-psychotic, but, but psych meds and the like. It's a different story. You can't do this. Because we love to point to things. We love to say, well, that's it. That's it. It's because of that. And then we'll say something like, Cosmo says, evil. We love this thing called evil. What does that mean? Evil. Evil, I think, maybe is you want to wreak havoc. You want to administer horror. You want to bother, attack, destroy innocent life. Maybe, maybe. You get some kind of a weird, uh, uh, weird kind of desire, kind of a sadistic thing. That is that evil? I hate that word evil. Hate it. Doesn't apply. Too easy, too... Doesn't matter. Nope. There are people who have never, they could have never done this before in their lives. And there are people right now, there are people who have more weapons and more ammunition and more knives and more, and they will never, ever do this to anyone. Never. So if you think that there is some way to stop this, in terms of stopping the underlying pathology, good luck. Here's what you do, though. And I told you this the other day. And it's the most important thing that we can say. Please like this. 260 likes. For the love of God. Anyway. I told you this before. If case you missed it, I'll tell you again. Growing up in Florida, we had fruit rats. First time we came over, this guy came over. He had all kinds of steel wool. I said, what are you going to do with that? He said, we're going to plug up the holes. I said, well, are you going to kill him? He said, mm, I guess. We'll set traps, but we got to plug up the holes. Got to keep them from coming in. See, they're coming in here. We're not going to stop the rats. We don't know how to stop the migratory problems, the reproductive cycles of, of rats. Rats are here. I don't know what to do with them. They're only a problem when they get inside. If they're outside and they're in the wild, what are you going to do? But it seems like they like houses and some people like schools and some people like movie theaters or some people like whatever it is. There's something, we know this. We know their behavior. I'm not trying to equate human beings with rats, but the analogy is obvious. So we've got to make sure 
We go through drills. We go through drills. Like you can. We will have certified plans. And we're going to do a drill. We're going to do a drill on a weekend. We're going to have all the kids at home. And we're going to do it. And we're going to show you. And when somebody pushes a button... And somebody says code red or code this or that or whatever, stranger danger or whatever, whatever the word is. This is what we do. And we're going to time it. And we're going to do it again and again and again. In New York, every now and then you will be somewhere and you will see 20, 30 screaming, siren blaring police cars just driving en masse in huge formations and contingents, going someplace. And it's a drill. They'll randomly say, everybody code this, be at this position now. And they come from all over. It's five boroughs, seven and a half million people. They come from everywhere. This sector, that sector, blah, blah, blah. It's training. It's police. It's responding Immediately, and it is deterrence. Deterrence. The people who do this are not so psychotic that they don't understand, that they think they're, they're invisible or something. No, 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 no. They will see not a good place, not a school resource officer. Change this name immediately. It sounds so quaint. He's a school resource. Resource. I don't want a resource officer. I want an armed cop walking around that just, there was one I saw from, I think it was Palmetto, Florida. This guy's walking around with a, I mean, serious, with a vest. holding. I mean, this was, kids didn't mind. Kids didn't mind. Parents didn't mind. Kids are used to that. Kids see him at malls. Kids see him at airports. Kids see him, no problem. Have him in Israel all the time, certain countries. See him, see him all the time. No big deal. And this guy's walking up in a, in a grade school. And this guy looks serious. And he's not officer friendly. He's not Barney Fife. He's not Gus the, uh, you know, the, the uh, bank watchman, you know, and all the Andy Griffiths. You know, the old guy with a mustache. No, 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 no. This is serious. Sometimes one can do it, but at least two. And that's what they do. And the word is out. That's the last place you want to go to. That's the last place. And they go through drills. Somebody pushes a button, and that's it. This is the drill. This is what goes on. Now, it's easy for us to second guess. We can talk about, well, they could have come through the back. They could have stormed this. The 12 minutes. We'll see what happens. And by an, another thing, too. Please. Please. By the way, Kevin says, schools do fire do fire drills, expand upon this. I'm not talking about the schools. I'm talking about the police. It's a good question. Police. You've got to tell what happens. When somebody pushes that button, what do they do? They get ready, they close doors, they lock doors, they go through the back, the police have ingress, egress, they have to know specifically where is it, how do we storm, where is it, they storm. Now we're getting into people saying, you know, where are these, where are the heroes today? I don't even want to go that far. Now we're getting out of control. 
We don't know anything. We're saying, you know, he could have. Why did they wait twelve minutes? I don't. Are you going to blame the cops? I don't know. What were they told? What's their? I don't know. We don't know anything. I don't know anything. It's real easy to sit back and say, well, I would have. I would have done this. I would have gone in and I would have stormed that. Okay, repel and okay, maybe. I'm I'm not possessed of enough facts to even even remotely begin that. But here is the thing. <laughs> Brian says, can I hit the like button as many times as I can vote? Very good. Here's something which is probably the most brutal of all. When you have a deputy, when you have a sheriff, and when the whole world is watching, and some guy comes up to the microphone with a bunch of cowboy hat folks on, I hope cowboy hat, people are going to say, what's this? What do you mean, what's that? This is Texas. Oh, okay. They wear those? This is all over the world. And maybe this doesn't matter to you, but it's like, well, I don't want you to lose you know, your hat. That's your, that's, your, that, that's your culture and your custom and your tradition, and we're all for that. But I do want to do this. You had better put your sheriffs and your spokespeople through some kind of training you don't want them to be a Karine Jean-Pierre or uh, a kind of a hamana, hamana, hamana. They have to know exactly what is it that you're going to say. And you're going to have people who are waiting to make, to have their own moment. The person who asks the point. The person who, who, who makes a, the point. You know, like, I was the one who asked. I'm the Peter Ducey. I'm the uh, Jim Acosta. I'm the the uh, uh, Sam Donaldson. I asked the, the boy. They they wait for me. Do you hear me? I ripped that guy. This is what we, how we think today. And you got to know how to handle that. You got to be able to know how to say diplomatically. Right now, this investigation is still pending, and I am not permitted, nor would it be a wise move for me to be speculating at this particular point. I'm sure you can understand. Next. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. Five questions, six questions. Be done, be done. Don't enjoy the spotlight. Don't think, hey, I'm. look at all these cameras. Look at me. Look at little you. I'm not saying they're doing this, but sometimes, sometimes in some places, you will have folks who, well, they'll come along and they'll say things like, this is kind of interesting. I'm... Uh, Remember years ago, remember during the D.C. Sniper, was it Hogg? What was his name? No, no, uh, not Hogg. No, no. Um, was it D.C. Sniper, uh, D.C. Police? What was his name? His name was Crumper... Uh, what was his name? You remember who I'm talking about? DC, DC sniper spokesman. What was his name? Maybe you can help me. Remember his name? What was his name years ago? No, not Malvo was the name of the. Yeah, no, Malvo was the actual shooter. But the police officer, 
his name like not not Crumb or Flake or but, hang on. It was Beltway Snipers, okay. John Allen Muhammad Melville. This is going to get me crazy now. Wait a minute. Moose. Charles Moose. I knew it was an interesting name like that. Moose. Remember Moose? It was... I wanted so much to say, Dear God, You've, we've got to get with you. You have got to know how to do this. You have got to be able to handle this. You have you. This is this is not. This might not be for you. This oh god. Sometimes the people don't know this. They don't go to any school for this. The Uvalde share right now that. Which is fine. Look, they have, they have enough to worry about. But somebody needs to swoop in right away and say, here's what we're going to do. Let me show you a couple of things. This is what you have to do. Some mistakes you cannot make. These people are not here to, I mean, they're here to help, so to speak. But they, but if they can if they can get you to lose your temper or what have you, um, the the best have you ever seen the best of the best of the best is Polk County, Florida. The sheriff, Grady Judd. Have you ever seen him? Grady Judd is the best. Grady Judd, watch this. Polk County, Lakeland, Florida. The best. Absolutely commanding. You wouldn't even think about, think about, Trying to make him look bad. No, 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 no. But that's that's the way this is. Now, there's going to be a lot of questions about how did he get these guns? He worked at Wendy's or whatever it was. How did he get this money? You know what? Great questions. Let people go through that. But first and foremost, number one, number one, what is being done to protect and to respect the family members? What? Does it even enter anybody's mind? Does it even does it even does it enter their field of vision? That's what I suspect. That's it. Uh, social medias are a wonderful thing to to allow people to immediately you know weigh in. But remember something: know when to hit your break. Be suspicious all you want. Be very parsimonious. When it comes to allotting and attributing blame, causation, culpability, proof, belief, things like that. It's absolutely, see Kimberly's some Grady Judd is the best. Now, I would say something, Memorial Day, this is the weekend. I say this every single time. I don't know what you're supposed to do exactly to remember. I think a lot of what people do sometimes is is gratuitous. Um, they say things just to say things, which is fine to each his own. But one of the greatest tributes 
to uh, dead men and women, people who've served uh, our country and elsewhere, or those who've supported this country during war, is to make sure that whatever we do, we stop war. War is anathema to us. It disgusts us. It is counterproductive. It's never a wise thing. So that's one of the best things that we can do, obviously, is do everything in our power, never to glorify, never to justify, never to, never, never to, to, to um, involve ourselves with this notion of, of, um, of, you know, rock'em sock'em, John Wayne wartime stuff, when we've never done that. Especially now, when we're, I mean, just, just look at, the, look at the horror of what this is. Just look at the horror. This is just one person. One person with a weapon. Imagine what war is. Two, two sides or more trained, for the most part, in destroying you. And your job is to destroy them. And then we ask ourselves, we are human beings and we endeavor this? A little philosophical, but perhaps it's the way it is. So thank you for that. Have a great and a wise weekend. We'll see you tomorrow, of course. Please remember, watch the drinking and driving. And by the way, not only that, not you, you should, but, but keep an eye on others as well. There are people out there who get gas out of their minds and they have no idea what they're doing. So in any event, thank you for this. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your focus. Please, again, subscribe and like. And don't forget, Lynn's Warriors on YouTube. Go there, subscribe. Lynn's Warriors. She has an incredible collection of great videos and the like to protect children. Also, Lynn's underscore warriors on you on um, uh, Twitter. And I thank you for that. Also, subscribe to LionelMedia.com for the stuff that we don't talk about in, in public. That's for the subscribers. It gets a little rough, as you can understand. All right, have a great day. Don't ever change. Until tomorrow, ta-ta.